Welcome to Language Chats. This is a podcast where we share our enjoyment and experiences of language learning with you. I'm Beck. Hi, I'm Penny. We both live in Australia. We love learning languages and love chatting to each other about it. Our experiences of learning languages has in some ways been very different and other ways very similar. If you've ever learned a language or you're currently learning one or many, then maybe you'll identify with some of the things we like to chat about as well. We're not teachers, uh, we're not experts, we're not here to tell you what to do or how to get fluent super fast. We're just learners like you, talking to each other about our thoughts and experiences, both good and bad, of learning other languages. So because this is our very first episode, we thought it would be great to do a little language Q&A together so that you would get to know us a bit better. Perfect. So... I'll start, Penny, and by asking you a question. Um, when did you first start learning languages and what did you learn? Well, I think like lots of primary school kids in Australia, I started learning Italian in, ah. I think it was prep or year one. Um, but <laughs> I don't have such such great fond memories of it, actually. I remember <laughs> um, trying to wag class by pretending I was sick, which I think was pretty naughty for a five or six year old. Um, I did go on to learn French later in primary school, but probably my, I guess my fondest language learning memory as a kid was um, in year seven. So when I was about 12, the school put on an option of learning Japanese as an after-school activity. Now that's so I asked dedication, my parents, Penny. Yeah, I know. Um, and they said, yeah, sure, go for it if that's what you want. And um, so I did Japanese after school and then that rolled into an in-school subject, which I continued on through to year 12 and then to uni. So that's where it all started, I think. Oh, so quite a, quite a mix in there too. Yeah, yeah. How about you? Did you also do... Italian or French in primary school or did you do something different? I did. So I started with French in primary school, um, another common one in Australia. Mm. Um, and then I actually stuck with French right through um, from <laughs> from when I started as a, as a five-year-old um, until I finished school and then into uni after that too. So French is very much my um, second language. And and I do and I do love it. Um, I had I ha- I actually really disliked it at primary school as a as a young kid, and it was only really when I started high school um, as well that and we started learning some verbs, like properly started learning some verbs and how to piece together a sentence. That this whole new world opened up to me, um, and that was when I really started to love it because it kind of felt like this this cool awesome code where I could start talking to other people in a, in a different language oh that's great it's great that you got the option to continue with it through primary and secondary yeah school I know too. it that's was really I think cool. I think I was pretty lucky in that way too so would you say that French is your favorite language or do you have another language that Ooh. might be your favorite well a favorite is I guess favorite language in what in what sense? I mean, mm. I do. I so if I had to if I had to make a call, I do. I do love French. I have a, a deep and long connection with it in in learning it, um, and so in that sense, it I feel quite comfortable 
with it, mm-hmm. and I think it, it's got a, it's got nostalgia for me. I have good memories of of learning it. I have fun travel memories as well of of trying to use it you know as a as a student and on exchange and then traveling when I was a little bit older and um, working for a little bit in French too so um, I think yeah if I had to if I had to make a choice it probably is my favorite but I am very easily distracted by <laughs> other languages um, so you know there are lots of other things about other languages that make me go oh I love that or I love the sound of that or how cool does that script look? I'd love to learn that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. No, what about totally what about understand. you, Penny? Would you say that it's a tough so, one, isn't it? Yeah. What 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 do you think is your is your favourite? Um, I don't know. I mean, I've done Vietnamese and Chinese as an adult, both um, mm. languages since leaving high school, and they've probably left more of an impression on me than say Japanese and French did in high school. Mm. Um, maybe that's because as an adult learner, you're more in control perhaps of how you learn and where you learn and what you learn. Um, but I don't know, it is really tough to choose a favourite language. It, it would, I think if I, yeah, if I had to choose, maybe it would be, would be Vietnamese. And maybe that's just because I do have a fondness for the country, the food, <laughs> the yeah. experiences that I've had there. Um, but definitely Mandarin Chinese is up there for me as well, probably because it is it's such a challenge. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine yeah. it would be such a challenge. Yeah, not having not being somebody who's who's studied any Mandarin Chinese, it's it's so different to to me. Um, but yeah, that's fantastic. So, what would be what's your when you have learnt, especially as an adult, having having learnt some different languages too. What do you think is your favourite way to learn a language? Mm, yeah, this is interesting too, isn't it? Um, I think like everyone, I've probably tried a bunch of different things from group classes, university tutors, um, one-on-one classes, apps and websites and YouTubes and textbooks and um, italki, um, online so Skype lessons. So many different lessons. options. I know. And also um, nowadays compared to when... I was learning languages back in the 90s. <laughs> Things have really um, expanded in terms of options and, and technology. So that's that's great. I have to say I, I really do like having Skype lessons. Um, okay. So using a platform like italki, I find really handy and convenient. Um, mm-hmm. I love the fact that I can schedule the classes for when I want. Um, I can choose my teacher. I can choose how much I pay to a certain extent. Um, I can choose what we cover in the lessons. Um, so I find that a really great way to learn. I also, as you probably know, I do love learning the language in country as well. So I love language travel and I love traveling with the primary purpose of learning a language. Um, so that usually means, you know, enrolling in a in a private school of some sort and having one-on-one lessons, which also means I can control the content and the direction of the classes and, and gives, I guess it's, it's handy too once you get to maybe upper beginner level, a lower intermediate level, you've got such a better grasp on how you learn and what you want to learn and what your gaps are. Yep, so I definitely. really like that personalised approach too. 
Um, such a it's such a nice way to learn if if you can if you can do it I think it's you know it's incredible to be able to travel and learn too but yeah then also to be able to have some uh lessons while you're while you're there not just sort of immersion I suppose on its own yeah I definitely I mean we could we could probably have a whole episode about this but um (laughs) (laughs) um, yeah definitely you've got to do the work while you're there otherwise you know just wandering around and ordering coffees probably won't get to where you want to be what about you in terms of favorite method or favorite way yeah to learn french or one of your other languages what what do you think yeah well it's it, it is a tough question favorite like i have i have lots of different ways that i like um and i kind of to be honest my i think the older that i've gotten and the more independently I've been learning, um, which is sort of really everything since since high school, since uni, um, the more I realise that actually I just like a really broad selection of things at any given time. So I'm not sure, I'm, I don't know if that's a very good answer, I suppose it's not really a favourite way. It's more that I don't necessarily have a particular favourite way, but I do need to have selection um, because I, I get bored quite easily. So I, um, need to have options that if I don't feel like doing one thing on a particular day, I want to have a selection of other things that I can choose and go, oh no, I feel like that instead. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> like I quite that like reading to learn. Um, and, and I enjoy reading things like short stories and parallel texts. Um, but some days I just don't feel like reading and all I want to do is, listen to a podcast or um, watch some YouTube videos or muck around on an app that I like. Um, And so, yeah, for me, the the key is having just a selection, really any selection of things that I, that I kind of enjoy doing all at the same time. Yeah, it's great. It's like your language learning arsenal. Yeah, exactly. Like a, yeah, a toolbox, a toolbox. That's a better word. Yeah. do you have someone that you look up to in the language learning world, some kind of language idol or someone on social that you love following? I do. I do have a bit of a language idol and, and I think you're going to laugh because mm-hmm. I think actually most people laugh when <laughs> I have told them how I have this this language idol. Um, and in particular, my yeah, my, my main language idol has been my language idol for a long time is an English linguist called David Crystal. Now, he is, so Chris, my husband, likes to say that he is my old man crush. Um, (laughs) He's not young. He's been around for a long time. Um, But he is one of the probably the most well-known linguists in, well, probably in the world at the moment, but um, certainly in the UK he's pretty prolific in books that he's written about about linguistics and languages in general, um, especially on English. Um, but I have read a lot of his books um, and have enjoyed them very much on all sorts of things like English vocabulary and differences across different places in the world where English is spoken, differences in accents as well. Um, so yeah, lots of lots of fun fun language stuff, um, and yeah, he's a bit of an idol of mine. Oh, that's great! <laughs> that's not dorky at all. Oh, wow, <laughs> it's very interesting. <laughs> Feels a bit geeky, but um, but yeah. Otherwise, I mean, there are lots of other people as well who I really look up to um, online. What, what about what about you, um, Pen? Yeah, it is a tough one. I, I, there's um, 
a YouTuber um, called Lindy Boitz who does some great um, work. She's also has a focus on Asian languages too, which for me is really interesting. She speaks Chinese, Japanese, Korean, um, and probably lots of others as well. Um, I think she's South African. Um, and yeah, so I find that really interesting because I love someone who has a focus on Asian languages. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's, you know, and we've met some amazing people online as well who yeah. have some incredible language stories. Um, and yeah, we've probably got lots of mutual, mutual um language idols that we probably all share but you know someone like Lindsay Williams from Lindsay Does Languages um Kirsten Cable from Fluent Language they're both um very inspirational with what they do um, absolutely online for sure yep. both people who I admire very much too so so what are you what are you focused on at the moment though language wise Penny language wise I am focusing on my two kind of main languages at the moment so Mandarin Chinese and Vietnamese last year I really got stuck back into language learning I think I had a bit of a hiatus I had a baby um two years ago and how exciting yeah um so life kind of went out the window for a bit for a bit there which I think is pretty normal naturally (laughs) um so when Eliza was about one um early last year I decided to get back into it and my focus was on Mandarin Chinese and I wanted to study and pass the HSK4 exam which I did in August then I switched to focusing to Vietnamese because I had a trip coming up at the end of last year so it was a really good incentive absolutely so that was my focus um, for the end of last year and now I've kind of done a bit of a flip I'm back back to Mandarin Chinese after having, you know, that four or five months on Vietnamese. Perfect. Um, well, what was the what was the motivation to flip back? Flip back, I think, because I really want well, A, I'm paranoid about um, regressing and forgetting what <laughs> I spent a lot of time and energy energy learning. I understand. Um, <laughs> and I I love having something to aim for and to tick off so I'm not necessarily an exam person and I don't think exams are the answer at all but for me um, I do like having that goal of something to aim for so my next goal for Chinese is the HSK5 exam which I'm aiming to do in 2020 so fantastic yeah that'll give me a bit of time yeah that's plenty of time Mm. Yeah. What about you? What is your focus at the moment? So my focus at the moment, well, I really have two focuses at the moment, um, if I'm being totally honest. So I did spend a lot of last year focused on Italian. Um, We had had a trip earlier in the year, and so I'd sort of started learning before that um, and then continued it because I was enjoying it so much it was so fun and and I loved the sounds and so I just I just kept going Um, and so I'm still focused on that Um, but I also have recently sort of started up again um, German which I had been learning uh, for a little while a couple of years ago um, but then kind of 
you know, life got a bit in the way and um, we had to, I sort of left it by the wayside for a while, um, intending to come back to it, just not exactly sure when. Um, and because Italian was so was so new to me, I sort of wanted to focus on it just on its own. So at the end of last year, I thought, okay, new year, good time to, you know, I'm feeling kind of confident with how my Italian's been going. This is probably the time to bring some German back in. And so now I'm focusing on that too and just kind of trying to split my time between the two of them. Oh, that's great. I think that's that's super impressive, especially because you were so dedicated with Italian last year too. And it's nice when you feel confident enough to say, okay, I can introduce something new now. Mm. It is is nice. And because they're both like, they're, they're quite different. So I don't feel so much like, I'm going to some yeah. yeah get them get them confused. Um, so yeah, it's kind of nice just to have even a bit of a bit of variation in the two. But but kind of managing between two languages, and I'm sure you you would know this too. Managing between sort of learning two at once is um, proving an, an interesting challenge. Like I get a bit worried that I'm maybe devoting too much time to one or too much time mm. to another, and I'm like, oh my you know, neglecting this one a little bit. But I don't know, I try to remind myself, like, it really doesn't matter. <laughs> um, yep. It's just kind of, it's all for fun anyway, or at least yep. it is It is for me. So, um, you know, it's okay to sometimes be more focused on one thing than another as long as, you know, you'll, you get back to it at some point. Yep, totally agree. Totally yeah. agree. Oh, well, thank you. Thanks for joining us, everyone, for our first Language Chats episode. This is the first of many episodes to come. Um, Language Chats is part of a larger project which we started called Language Lovers AU where we are building a community of people who are interested in languages in Australia. Um, Check out our website and subscribe to our mailing list at languagelovers.com.au You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook too under Language Lovers AU. Um, And also, of course, please leave us a review because it really helps other language lovers to find us too. We'll see you next time. See you next time.